And hello everybody, welcome to the Go Home Wrestling Daily, I'm your host DJ and Today we got quite a few things to cover on the show uh, We got, of course, uh, we heard about the passing of the Dynamite Kid uh, So we're going to discuss that pretty quick And then we got Xavier Woods calling fans entitled Davies So we're gonna, oh, you'll get my take on that uh, Nick Aldis saying he's hoping to defend the title against Triple H that's another one. Also, I'll give you a couple things that I liked about last night's SmackDown. We'll go in full detail with the Go Home Wrestling Show on Saturday, but I'll give my personal take of that show. Also, WWE close to signing Shane Strickland, the big phenomenon out of Lucha Underground, the MLW. So we'll talk about that as well. And then something that came out pretty recent. Um, Vince McMahon had a video, which I wanted to, I tried to pull it up, but um, it wasn't on YouTube yet, so I did get the article, and I just want to discuss this real quick, and we'll go on to the rest of the show. Um, he obviously announced the eight cities that are going to be involved with the XFL. Um, I'm hoping this is a success for him, because the first time he got too many people involved from the WWE universe, part of the company, it should have been a separate entity altogether. Um, I wish him the best of luck of this one. Hopefully, he redeems himself from the last time. His big mistake of uh, involving the WWE anyway. Um, maybe uh, there could have been a couple people. Uh, Jr. Good commentary. I, th- I thought he did pretty good as being the commentator for the uh, XFL, but also had um, what um, uh, Matt Vasgersian. Vaz- I think that's the name. Uh, the he pretty much the, he's the voice of the MLB the show series on uh, PS4. Um, but if you haven't seen the Thirty for Thirty, I'm telling you, check that out. But here is his way of redeeming himself. He's gonna do it. Um, apparently, they announced that they're gonna be having tryouts in the fall for anyone that's been cut from uh, the NFL, any NFL team. So it's a lot of people that. You're probably going to get some scraps, but I'm thinking the real big thing is they said they're going to be competitive as far as salary. So they're probably going to look out for people coming out of college or even before that, trying to convince people not to go to college or even leave college early to come over to the XFL. So we'll see. I mean, it could be it could have a huge impact like they did back in the, um, uh, the uh, USFL days. So, all right, so here are the eight cities he's going to be uh, having teams in. New York, Dallas, Houston, L.A., St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa, well, Tampa, Tampa Bay, and, of course, Washington, D.C. All pretty good markets. Um, and the bigger one is St. Louis because St. Louis lost the Rams to go into L.A. a few years back. So it's, it's awesome for them. Um of course, I'm surprised that the Giants and Jets are allowing this, but MetLife Stadium will be the home stadium for New York. Glow Life Park, which is where the uh, Texas Rangers play. so And the Rangers are getting that new baseball stadium anyway, so they might just keep that stadium for them if they're successful in the, uh, with either the league or even that franchise. So they'll be playing at Glow Life Park. Um, Houston, by the way, is not going to be getting that big stadium. They're going to be playing at TDESU. ECU, uh, Stadium for the University of Houston. Uh, LA is going to get the StubHub Center, which is currently where the 
Chargers play. Uh, Chargers are getting their stadium, which probably will, will be built in a couple of years. Um, so they got that. St. Louis is, of course, going to be playing where the uh, Rams played the Dome at America Center, which was formerly known as, um, oh, I forgot the name of it. Damn it. I had it on top of my head. Either way, that's where the Rams used to play. They got that. Uh, Seattle, uh, it, pretty much they're going to open their arms to cent- uh, to the, their franchise, and they're going to have CenturyLink Field. Tampa Bay is going to get Raymond James Stadium, which is where the Buccaneers play. And then, of course, D.C., Washington's going to get Audi Field, current home of the MLS, D.C. United. Uh, pretty much a first year in operation. Pretty cool. I mean, I'm excited to see, because there's got to be an alternative. And here's the thing. He, say, he talks about competition with this. But how about we just segue into this, something I didn't want to talk right, a, right away about. And that was WWE trying to sign Shane Strickland. And um, it almost happened today. Welcome, get him, Jones. It almost happened today. But one thing I uh, kind of put a, threw a monkey wrench into the works there was the fact that uh, Richard Underground, he has a deal that is pretty much delaying it. Uh, he's got to wait some time before that expires, before he could go on to WWE. So in that time, he said he will honor uh, the remaining dates he had for MLW. Of course, um, they've been on a signing spree. Trying to, they got punishment Martinez out of Ring of Honor. They just tried to get Silas Young out of Ring of Honor too. We'll get into that pretty quick. But he uh, respectfully declined. And here's the thing: like he talks about competition, meaning Vince McMahon, and he doesn't even realize he's contradicting himself because you want competition for football. But then when it comes to competition with wrestling, you automatically just want to, you know, shut it down. And today is like the modern day of the territory system. Back in the 80s, you had AWA, NWA, Georgia Championship Wrestling, uh, World Class Championship Wrestling. You had plenty of promotions throughout the country, in throughout North America, if you want to add Mexico, uh, Puerto Rico, and Canada. And Vince McMahon went around each territory and just cherry-picked their best talent, brought them over. Some of which they did, he did nothing with. Some of which he made into stars. Hulk Hogan being the biggest one, even though technically he was a name before going to AWA. But he did make his name for himself at AWA and then really shout out, shout out, and pretty much created Hulkamania. And, and you know, from there, you know... <laughs> Became to one of the most successful wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. But today, it's like with the streaming services. You have Ring of Honor. They have their streaming ser- service. You've got uh, GWN that pretty much covers Impact. And everyone else has their way of streaming through Fight TV, whatever. There's smaller promotions that are able to get their content out there one way or, an- or another. And wrestlers that weren't known... Are now being known. It, it was hard 20 years ago for an independent to really get his name out there unless it was through the magazine. Uh, you didn't have social media. You didn't have streaming services. So it was a little bit harder. Now it's easier. And promotions are succeeding. And it's a healthy time. Like the business is really healthy right now. And it's good to see because as a fan getting back into wrestling uh, about a couple years ago, um, I'm glad to see it is the way it is because I'll tell you, 10 years ago, it wasn't that way. It was pretty much go to WWE or you're going to make decent money. But, I mean, 
if anything, Cody Rhodes kind of proved that wrong. That he even said he made more money uh, outside of WWE than he ever did inside. And I'll tell you, I'll get into CM Punk about that in a second. But overall, I mean, people, he, he's pretty much trying to take out the competition. It's basically what I'm saying. And that's why I say he's kind of contradicting himself because you, there you go, copy link there. Sorry about that. Something popped up. Um, he wants to compete, but he said he's not going to go head on. He's just he's going to do what he can to compete, get good, good um, football players over to the league, but then snagging all the talent. And here's the problem with that: look, he's going to snag people like Shane Strickland, uh, Punishment Martinez from Ring of Honor, and many others because I'm sure they'll get there quite a few more. Um, Rumored or bucks, but I highly doubt at this point. Um, the problem with that is that he's going to sign all these people, and they're not going to do nothing with them. They're going to sit there in creative limbo, and it won't be good. It won't be. It won't be good. And people are going to be unhappy because you hear there's a lot of people, that, a lot of talent on the WWE roster at this point. That is not happy with the situation. One tag team, in particular, is a revival on Monday Night Raw. They are not happy. They are vocal about it. And power to them. Standing up to the Empire. (laughs) But there is other stuff out there. That's the beauty part. But going on to what I was saying. By the way, if you do want to chime in, because this is a live show. Um, for people that listen to this on iTunes later on, um, SoundCloud and other um, podcast platforms, we're live on Twitch.tv, so make sure you give us a follow. We are the Go Home Wrestling Show. I'll make sure in the description I put the link so you go over and follow. Because we do live shows daily. We're going to try to do this more often. And then we do the big show every Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv. Mixer and YouTube. So uh, here, I'm going to put the link so you can come in if you'd like to chat uh, chat about anything. Of course, the topics today: Shane Strickland being denied his chance of um, being signed by Ring of Honor uh, by WWE because of Lucha Underground. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Donnie, my kid, passing away, which we're talking about in a minute. Um, we'll also talk about uh, SmackDown a little bit. So if there's anything you want to talk about, make sure you pop in there and uh, you'll go in there. You'll be in the green room. Once I see that you're in the green room, I'll bring you over. There you go. And uh, we'll chat in the main channel. I'll bring you over. So you're not going to see me in there right away. Anywho, so let me get back to it. Um, Silas Young. This is a... I wanted to talk about right here real quick. Silas Young. What's up, Turtle? How you doing, buddy? Silas Young. I clicked the wrong link. Was approached by WWE because his contract with Ring of Honor is coming up. Here they go. Oh, I must have clicked the wrong thing. Hold up. Because he gave a reason why he didn't want to sign with Reno, uh, with WWE and wanted to stay with Ring of Honor. 
course, he was the uh, Ring of Honor television champion. He, uh, he's had some success, and he's going to push for the world title, which he, he, he said. All right, so here we go. This came out yesterday. Of course, he re-signed with uh, Ring of Honor. Um, it was a three-year deal. There we go. Over the weekend, I'll read this real quick. Over the weekend, Salasone revealed that he has signed a three-year deal, a new one, with Ring of Honor. His contract had expired at the end of November, and rumors were that he was WWE bound. He recently attended a WWE Raw event, but was reportedly only there because his son is a big fan. Of course, a lot of wrestlers are fans, so power. <laughs> um, and th these are some of the things he said real quick, and then that would be, of course, if you want to pop in, I put it in chat there. Uh, if you want to chat uh, on the show. Uh, he, he was on Busted Open recently, and he says, I have a few friends that work with the WWE, and I had a friend who works there and call and ask if I would be interested when my contract was up to come work there. I think wrestling is absolutely one of those businesses where you can have an open mind and have to consider all options. At the time, I definitely considered the option. As time went by, all these rumors started to pop up about me signing with WWE like it was a done deal. At that, at that point, all I had was a few phone conversations and text. Then a few weeks back, I heard from the guy that takes care of uh, Renovana contracts. He was on the assumption that I already signed with the WWE. The internet and wrestling fans can really take a little bit of information and run wild with it. Yeah, I know. It's called Dave Meltzer and uh, Brian Alvarez. There's jerk-offs. Young continued, what it came down to is I wanted to stay with Ring of Honor because what they're doing is really a great thing. The freedom we're given to be ourselves and take chances is huge. I agree with that because one thing we know about WWE talent is that they're really micromanaged. And that's why like, it took a while. I'll tell you now, prime example, Roman Reigns. If you were not micromanage that guy completely, the guy would have did what it took to get over. The guy would have... Well, actually, he probably would have been better off as a heel. And he would because the way he comes off is that way. And I've always said that on the uh, Go Home Wrestling show. With this, I agree with him. They're micromanaged over there. He does not want to be micromanaged. You want to be your own guy. You want it. It's an art. Wrestling is art. And you got to express it in your way. And either people are going to take it, they're either going to like you or hate you. If you get a response, either way, you've done your job. But over there, WWE, he just didn't want to be micromanaging. Power to him. So, continuing. A big piece of it is believing in the company that believed in me. Which is awesome. Because they gave him a title. And they're probably going to give him a big push for the world title. Considering the fact that WWE, they're arguably the top of the game. But there's so many spots there. They have so many guys under contract. I decided to go with the sure bet and the team that ba that's backed me forever. And that says a lot about him. And power to him. If he makes good money there, good. good. I'm sure the fact that he uh, even like negotiated or was rumored to negotiate with WWE probably got him more cash with Ring of Honor. At the, end of, at the end of the day, which goes back to the XFL thing, is competition. We need competition in professional wrestling. It was taken away in 2001 when WWE purchased WCW. And no one has gotten close to that level since. 
you had TNA, but they mismanagement kind of screwed them. Or else they would be in a running at this point. Even though they're on the on the climb right now, and I'm enjoying their product, but they're not close to where they were even 10 years ago. Give it time if they continue the path of going. They may be somewhat of a threat where they could take some of the talent, but as far as everything else, ratings and all that, no one's ever going to touch WWE. They're just an empire. But they can hurt them by taking their talent. If they see that it's better, the grass is greener on the other side. Come over here. They will. And we'll see when AEW comes around. We'll see with the rise of other promotions how they would, uh, if they would stay in WWE or would they go off to other promotions. TNA went out and hired the same people who messed up WCW. <laughs> that was the biggest thing, yeah, during that time. Vince Russo, Eric Bischoff. Bischoff, he has a lot of bright ideas. The guy is very bright, very smart. But he was the television guy. He wasn't really so much. Like, even though he he was in AWA, he was a fan. But at the end of the day, television was his specialty. No one could touch him with that. No one can, as far as wrestling. Okay? Even to this day, I believe that. So, in, in summary, I can't wait for what happens with AEW coming around. With the big announcement coming in January. Where everyone's going to be going here and there. We got contracts coming up in January. Who's going to turn up where? Are we going to see people at the Royal Rumble? Are we going to possibly see Str uh, Shane Strickland at the Royal Rumble? Are we going to see Cody, the Bucks, or any of the Bullet Club members at the Royal Rumble? Are we going to see a lot of WWE talent being upset the product and going over to AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, wherever? I just can't wait. It is an exciting time for wrestling and to be a wrestling fan. All right, so we're going to move along real quick. Of course, if you want to if you want to come in and chat with us, uh, just go on Discord. Uh, just click that link right there, and it'll take you into the green room. And if I see you in the green room, I will bring you over to the main chat room. I have that locked for a reason. For anyone, anyone can go in the green room. I'll pull you in. And we'll chat about anything I've been talking about. And, of course, people that are listening to this on iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh, Stitcher, you can, of course, uh, catch us live um, daily. It's various times where we'll do a show daily. But the main show is Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we mostly discuss WWE issues. This one is about every – the daily show is covering everything else that won't normally be covered. Uh, get him Jones in chat says wherever Strickland goes. I hope he's able to keep his music. Uh, I like his music. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, we'll see. Oh, no. There you go. Okay. Just making sure we're good. Um, hopefully he can keep his name too. That's the one thing I, I'm hoping he keep his, he keeps his name. All right, so the next thing we're going to talk about real quick is, of course, the horrible news that every uh, fan woke up this morning to is the uh, passing of the dot of my kid. And I know some people in here either listening to this later, watching this later on YouTube, you're going, who the hell is that? Well, if you know your wrestling history, you know who he is. If not, he was uh, one half of one of my favorite tag teams growing up when I was a kid, the British Bulldogs. Of course, him, the dot of my kid, and the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith. Um, 
won the tag titles a couple times. They were famous for bringing the Bulldog with them down to the ring, Matilda. And I was always a big fan of that. And, of course, he uh, passed away on his 60th birthday. And of all days, he passed away on his actual birthday. And um, my thoughts and prayers are to, uh, to his family. It's a sin because when you really think about it, all was left as far as the heart is Brett and Natalia. David Boy Smith gone. Owen Hart, which coming up on 20 years, he passed. The, the Hart family, the good amount of the brothers, there's not many of them left. It is a cursed family. They're like, and not to make joke, it seems like they're like the Kennedys of wrestling. Or even if you want to go, like another version of Von Erichs, the modern day Von Erichs, man. Talk about a family that was cursed with death, with suicide. Von Erichs, if you don't know what, if you don't know that, Google that. I mean, that, that is a unique story as far as the W. CCW, the World Class Championship Wrestling, and that family. And they actually have a documentary on uh, WWE Network about that. Um, my fondest memory, though, was the tag title match with uh, Demolition. And even though my all-time favorite is Demolition Heart Foundation, the one with the Bulldogs was just as good. And, of course, uh, they captured the gold. But, it, overall, I mean... They, they, they were like them, Heart Foundation, Rockers. During that time when I was a kid, those were the tag teams that made me love tag team wrestling. I honestly wanted to be a tag team wrestler when I was thinking about being a wrestler more than a singles guy. And if that was to happen, if I was to become a singles guy, so be it. But I was, at the end of the day, I was always, always a tag team guy. And still am to this day. Big fan. I just wish WWE would treat it better. All right, so again, my heart, my heart, my thoughts and prayers are out to the Hart family and the Dynamite Kids family. In this difficult time, during this time of the year where you just had a, just a bad, horrible loss. Way, way too young, 60 years old is way too young. But of course, uh, my thoughts and prayers to them. All right. Well, we're going to move along from, uh, we're going to, Keep up with the old tradition of wrestling going. Um, Nick Aldis uh, appeared in the news uh, recently. Uh, he was on, uh, I forgot to, he was on SE Scoops. Oh no, wait a minute. Why is everything that link? Everything is that damn link. What the hell? <laughs> Well, Nick Aldis, um, hold on, yeah, Nick Aldis was in the news, he was talking about, on, uh, defending the NWA championship, and, here we go, mandatory, it was Chris, uh, Russell's own, mandatory.com, um, he said he was open to challenging Triple H for the NWA Championship. Because he knows that uh, Triple H was a big, big fan of the NWA. You can see it in influence when it comes to the NXT product. You see it pretty much on the SmackDown 
because he has his hands on that with uh, Road Dog, which is also an NWA-influenced talent. And apparently Triple H has the belt hanging on his wall. And my thing is, if they were to go that route, I'm just going with the dream scenario, if they go that route, would it be cool if they were to do that at WrestleMania? But we all know that, obviously, he can't... He can't wrestle at WrestleMania because he hurt his uh, uh, the pec muscle. So obviously he can't go. But it would have been cool. My dream scenario is that if he were to do it, because think about it, back in the day, the NWA Championship was defended on a couple occasions in the New York, New York territory when it was under the WWF NWWF. Under that promotion, they had NWA. Champions come in there and defend the title. And then there was times we had the WWF champion go up against the NWA champion. Because at the end of the day, the WWF, Capital Wrestling, was under the umbrella of the NWA until Vince McMahon's father stepped away from it. And then they had the promotion in New York. And they luckily were not, you know, whacked. Because <laughs> at the time, the NWA was like the mafia. You broke away, they would bury you. But they survived. And look... To this day, they're the only promotion. Well, they're the biggest promotion in wrestling today. But with that being said, we all know that Triple H is a big fan of the NWA product. He's a big uh, fan of um, WCW as well, in a way, in the early days. And that's where he got to start. He honors the tradition. He His favorite wrestler is Ric Flair, which wrestled for the NWA for over 20 years. So overall, I mean, that would be a good thing for the NWA. It would be great. Like Billy Corgan, I'll tell you right now, would be extremely, extremely happy. If he was to be able to pull that off and get that on WWE television. Think about the advertising on that. Just think about that for a moment. The advertisement for you to have your promotion, your 10 pounds of gold on WWE television. You kind of have it already. But in live, facing a current champion or a current challenger on the WWE roster. And my thing for the people in chat and then for people that listen to us later. And make sure you hashtag this at Go Home Wrestling Daily. Who, if it, if it wasn't Triple H, and if, you, if there's a way you could defend that title at WrestleMania, who would you want him to defend that title against? There's plenty of people that could be worthy of a shot at it, the prestigious title. If it was Nick Aldis, and he's a very talented wrestler, you have to go with someone with that kind of talent, if not more. Whether if he was to fall to Nick Aldis or beat him and do what Cody did and drop the title eventually back to him, my personal pick, if you weren't going to do anything with him, after the Dean Ambrose storyline... You weren't going to do much or they were going to continue that. I would end that and put Rollins with them. Imagine the promotion. That would be awesome. And that would show you maybe Vince would be open. But I think if this was to happen, it would be more on Triple H's side for the fact that he's a fan. At the end of the day, he's a fan of the NWA product. He's a fan of the, uh, you know, everything that stood for. The tradition, even that belt. Is it, again, 
people have said that he has the NWA title on the wall. Obviously, he honors that tradition. And maybe they can hold it off and what's the next big event after WrestleMania? That's going to be in Toronto, which was also a big territory for the NWA back in the day, too. And that is, of course, SummerSlam. Got Triple H face him then. Again, overall, just seeing that, I'm like, you know what? Anything is possible today. Like, Vince, if they had a survey earlier this year with the WWE asking the fans of the network, people that subscribe to the network, if they were willing to pay more for other promotions like Reign of Honor and all, and they just threw hypotheticals. And, of course, people jumped on that and going, holy crap, would they actually consider that? Because at the end of the day, yes, they are the empire. And again, I've said this about not even 10 minutes ago. No one is going to beat them as far as ratings and everything else is concerned. But the only way they can be hurt is if they steal their talent. But if you embrace them in some kind of way, you can have a relationship with these promotions. At the end of the day, it's all about the library. Make more money for them. Sell more subscriptions. Make more money off the subscriptions if you have more to offer. Which because they're also throwing ideas of... Uh, Putting their live shows on there. So, in a nutshell, to pretty much end that, if they don't do it at WrestleMania, they got to do it for SummerSlam. I'm hoping Triple H takes them up on that. Okay, next thing, next thing on the list, I'm gonna give a brief, um, my brief, um, thing on uh, last night's SmackDown. Uh, of course, we're going to be covering it in full detail Saturdays at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. If you want to catch us live, or you can just listen to us afterwards on, uh, of course, YouTube. You can watch the video, or you can catch us on audio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Sorry, I had to say it that way. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of things I wanted to get to as far as that. Uh, the one thing... I'll tell you right now, you had a disastrous show with Raw, and the fans have spoken up because there was hardly anybody there. They had to pull a lot of people from one side of the arena to the hard shots, so it made it look like people were there, like it was all sold out. But of course, you got people going to be taking photos and putting that. They're like, here, so you're not fooling anyone. Can't fool people like that today. It's funny how they. They claim that, oh, we're, we're entertainment. We're not going to insult the intelligence of our viewers. But then you do these storylines where you just flip-flop right away, make, try to make us forget what you just did. And then you do things like that, knowing that the age of the internet, you don't think that shit's going to get out there? But a couple things I liked about it was, well, obviously the matches. They had a great uh, triple threat match, which was the uh, three the three participants were representatives of the three tag teams going for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, uh, not this Sunday, next Sunday at TLC. And you had Jey Uso going up against um, uh, it was uh, Cesaro and, of course, Xavier Woods. Uh, it was a very, very good, entertaining offensive matchup. Um, if that's any indication of what we're going to see, dude, they're, they're, we're all going to be in for a treat at TLC. And these are all three great tag teams. Um Usto is probably the top one in my opinion. Close second is New Day. But me, personally, I think the Usos uh, edge out New Day as far as the top tag team 
probably in the company right now. And I know you got Gallows and Anderson, you got the Revival that are pretty talented, but no one can deny what the Usos are and how great they are. So my personal opinion, Usos are the team. But it was a very good match. Um, another good match, a lot of people didn't like it though. I looked at the um, reviews, but not many people were uh, a fan of the Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy match. And I guess the most common thing you heard was that, oh, it's been done so many times. I know. But when you have a show where you're not going to have jobbers on all the time, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have guys facing each other quite often. But they're not in the storyline anymore. Randy Orton is in a kind of a program with Ray Mysterio, which he didn't appear on TV this week for the first time. Um, so I don't know what people are complaining about. This is what's going to happen. But if you go back to the day of the superstars of wrestling Saturday mornings where guys were facing jobbers, local talent, and getting over just to make them look good, you would bitch about that. And of course, that this little theme will carry on to my next story to finish off the show. So um, that was a, that was the one thing I liked. Uh, it, it was a good match, but we'll, we'll play the uh, PSA from Samoa Joe after where he distracted. Jeff Hardy towards the end of the match, which ended up costing him the match, giving uh, Randy Orton a victory. And we'll play that on Saturday on the uh, Go Home Wrestling show. Uh, but I, I did like the match. It was pretty entertaining. Again, people were complaining because it re it's repetitive, blah, blah, blah. Well, and then what would you buck? These guys are workers. And here's the thing. They do put other matches. And they're matches. Not filled with crap. Like, meaning... It's a wasted storyline that doesn't go anywhere, but they keep their same repetitive every week. You're not seeing Jeff Hardy radio on every week. It's not happening. Not being truthful. Another thing I liked was the women's match. I liked that skip, that contract signing leading up to it. Becky Lynch giving, you know, Charlotte shit. Charlotte giving her shit back. And they're both going back and forth, not realizing, hey, Oscar's there, and then she made it known. Saying uh, the Charlotte Flair that she was lucky that she beat her back at WrestleMania, and then telling Becky that she hasn't beaten her yet. And I'll tell you, this is going to be very interesting, because I have my theories about this. Because we all know that they're going to try to work Ronda over to SmackDown somehow. Will she drop the title, title to Nia Jax? Or will she go to WrestleMania? With the title. And possibly Ronda. I mean, I'm sorry, Becky or Charlotte. Win the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble in January. Go off to WrestleMania and challenge Ronda for the title. Ronda finally drops the title. And then she gets on the superstar, you know, swap. She goes over to SmackDown because obviously what's been reported is that Fox does want Ronda Rousey over there. We'll only find out in due time. But I have a feeling, in my opinion, Oscar might win this one. And it still could happen where they, either Charlotte, wherever they're going to go with, it might be Charlotte, maybe Becky. But to me, by that skit though, by the contract signing, they're kind of pushing Becky away. And I don't like that. Because they're trying to take something that's being done organic, even though the fans are still responding to it well. She's getting a big response from the WWE Universe, but it seems like they're trying to push her aside and put it on Charlotte Flair now. 
I I wouldn't mind if Charlotte Flair does her thing, but it seems like they're trying to push Becky's side, get the, you know, I guess that in betweener juice off of her on the back on the Charlotte. I don't know why. Go with the organic thing. That's what's the beauty part. The two things I didn't like recently that we say that they never do and they did this time is that they went with something organically. Two things that they went with. One, they went with Elias. Everyone knows that he was over with the crowd. He was over like Rover and they switched him to a face and a good move for them. The other one, of course, is the Becky Lynch and they had no choice. They weren't going to get the people that hate her. They're not going to hate her. So good on that for them for doing that. But then they go and do this. Whether it's seeing it to me, I could be wrong, but it seems like they're trying to push Becky's side and try to get that in between her juice. Get that, you know, heat in between her heat. <laughs> I don't know how you would say it. But some of the juice on the freaking Charlotte. Give her the juice. And that that's the only thing. And the match was good, though the tag team match. I like how uh, Charlotte accidentally kicked Oscar, Oscar, and then eventually attacked Charlotte, resulting in the loss. Sonya Deville and Manny Rose gets the victory. I do like it because you know it's going to be every woman for himself. Ain't going to be no alliances on this one. It's going to be awesome. Um, another thing I liked was, of course, the Miz TV and the Daniel Bryan segment. Um, of course, he, he tried to, he started an interview. He basically, throughout the whole thing, Miz was trying to get Daniel Bryan to admit that the Miz showed him the way. That you got to, in order to get what you want, you got to do anything you can do. To win that title, win this, win that. To achieve anything, you have to do whatever it takes. And that was the thing that the business has always done. And here you go, you got Brian that kind of did that. And he tried to get a mitt to it, and of course he wouldn't. But I don't know this whole environmentalist. It seems like a hippie. Well, he's from, I think he is from Washington. It's a very, like, I guess a liberal social, social justice board. <laughs> That's what it seems like to me. It's a modern day. Now, if you guys don't remember Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund, they kind of pulled this, like, political activist thing. That's what it seems like it is. And they did it with Bob Backlund in the early 90s, well, mid-90s, which he eventually won the world title off of Bret Hart. And he called the people the plebeians, is how he said it. And now we got Brian kind of doing it, I guess, the opposite way because Bob Eklund was more of the conservative guy. Um, Daniel Bryan seems to be more on the liberal side. And he's calling him, uh, oh, what's that freaking word? Oh, I forgot the word. He was insulting him. It was started with an F. I can't remember. But he, he was <laughs> going right after the crowd. The one thing I will say, between that segment, his commentary during the Miz-AJ Styles match, is that he was trying to anything to become like a superhero, and he kind of did. He's using his little like activist type thing, but maybe that's a way to get heat. And we are a divided nation as far as politics is concerned. But he's not bringing in politics. He's just he's that aura. If you get what I'm saying, 
Like he, he, it, the persona kind of seems that way without actually st- stepping into the political subject. He's just attacking the people, which one side, one political side would do about the, you know, quote unquote population, calling them uh, sheep, going off for whatever is, you know, the popular thing, which is a common uh, attack on the population, depending on your side of the political spectrum. I just think that was funny. But the one thing I was saying, the thing I love the most out of that whole night is when Daniel Bryan attacked AJ Styles after his match. Then went out and talked to the uh, ring announcer saying, hey, announcement, it's the WWE champion, the new Daniel Bryan. Of course, the ring announcer did it. He goes right up on the announcer's booth and raises the title and then taunts the crowd saying, do you like me now? Do you like what I'm doing? And gives them a lot of shit. I fucking loved it. I really, really loved it. I don't understand this angle. It seems like they're repackaging like the Bob Backlund thing of the mid-90s. But at the end, it's working. I think it's good. It's working. I'm sold. I'm really sold on it. Um, We got someone in chat. Oh, that's Get Him Jones. Like I said last night, I think they missed out on a great opportunity. How good would it have been if Becky and Charlotte teamed up and dominated until Mania? Then have Charlotte betray her at Mania, costing her the title to Ronda. That would be good. Fickle, that's it. Thank you. Get them jokes in chat. I knew it started with an F. I couldn't remember. I brain farted. When I, I had it in my head until that point. Um, Fickle, I love that, actually. I hope they don't make Oh, no, it's funny. He's shitting on the crowd. It was like, again, Bob Backlund calling him plea beans. Attacking the crowd. I loved it. Yeah, I loved that too. That character was funny. He was a little ape. He, he was like fucking ape shit. He was crazy. But it worked. But this is a different type of crazy with Daniel Bryan. And if you're going to go heel, you got to do things like that. And like I said, we are divided as a nation. But again, without really stepping into the political spectrum, he's kind of getting that persona of that and attacking the crowd. So in, in a way, I do like it. Some things I wish they could fix. And you know what? I'm going to observe this more before I have more judgment on it. For now, I'm liking it. And again, what he did at the end of the show when he taunted the crowd, that's how you fucking get people against you. God, that was smart on their part to allow him to do that. Even if they instructed him or allowed him to do it, it was brilliantly done. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's too much like, yes, or no chance. Yeah, but again, like I said, get him, Jones. It was like when Bob, Bob Backlund goes, Oh, you play beans. And, okay. It's another version of that. He's just saying, Hey, you're all shit. Every single one of you, you're all shit. You're shit. You're all shit. That's what he's saying. In a nutshell. Of course, I like that. The match between AJ Styles and The Miz. And I, one thing I would say, and that would, be, that would conclude my SmackDown review. That the Miz is probably, in my opinion, the greatest worker in the company right now. The guy, no matter where you, what program you put him in, whoever it is, the guy is knocking out of the park. He's been, a lot of people, I'll tell you one person on our show, the Go Home Wrestling Show, Magra, not a fan of him so much. Um, we used to have a guy that was on the show with us. He hated the Miz. 
but I love him. Because the guy is a great worker. He does a lot for the product. And I bet you if you make him face, he'll knock that out of the park like he did with everything else. But it was a great match with AJ Styles. Of course, he dropped to him in the calf crusher. But overall, it was a very good match. Very entertaining. The whole night, I was into it. I don't think there was really so much of a dull moment for me. Every, pretty ma- every match was pretty good for me. So, I, overall, me, I'm giving it a 4-5. Maybe different as I think about it more when Saturday comes. Remember, it's only Wednesday, so Thursday, maybe different. Friday, maybe different. But Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube, might have a different opinion then. A lot of people, when you think about it more or observe it more, you might have a different take on it. But as of right now, 4.5 out of 5. Of course, I don't know if anyone popped in, no. Um, one last time, if you want to come in and chat, you can. Uh, you're going to Discord server right there. You'll go into the green room. And once I see you in the green room, I will pull you in. And you can chat about anything you want that we discussed today. Or if there's anything else that I may have missed. And you can enlighten me. And if I don't know about it, then we can talk about it. Uh, there's a Discord server. So make sure you click uh, uh, click that if you want to join. It's only Discord. That's it. No number. No nothing. All right. Um, finally. Uh, finally, I'll meet the press. <laughs> Xavier Woods says, complaining wrestling fans are entitled infants. <sighs> well, I'm going to read the article real quick, and then I'm going to give my assessment. <clears throat> Pardon me. Xavier Woods has no time for fans who complain about wrestling they don't like. He made comments during his recent WWE press conference in Manila where people talk about the difference between the organizations, not even organizations, between like NXT and the main roster. So when they say like, oh man, TakeOver killed it, SummerSlam, this is going to suck, Woods said. It's, on this, it's all on the same company. What is there to complain about? And then he, and then like, you could watch New Japan, you could watch AAA, you could watch so much wrestling from all corners of the world, and it is awesome and it's all good. It's different guys and girls portraying their form of art that they love and that they want to give to you. He continued. Wood said, as a performer, it can be frustrating to give maximum effort and then receive criticism for a subset of the audience. So anytime anyone complains about wrestling, it's so annoying to me because people come off as these entitled infants, he said. Woods would then say the following, because in reality, wrestling hurts so bad. Then we're hurting ourselves to entertain the masses. And sometimes the masses want to tell us how much it sucks. He concluded. Here's my take on that. I, I get what you're saying, Mr. Woods. It is rather annoying that everyone wants to pick apart every single fucking thing that you do. And I know we're very critical of some things. But one thing that we try to maintain on this show, and I've said it time and time again, we try to stay as positive as we can. There are times that we're going to admit that show sucked. And we do understand, at the end of the day, you got 52 weeks in a year, 52 shows nonstop. 
You're going to either have a writer's block and it's just some episodes are going to be a bore. They're going to suck. You just got to accept it and wait for next week. But the most thing, I don't look for the entertainment. I look for the entertainment. It's like a quarter of what I like. The biggest part is the thing I love the most about professional wrestling. The fucking wrestling. If you have stories and if it's done right, if it's done perfectly, okay, good. But if it's lousy wrestling on top of that, not happy. Not a happy camper. But if it's good wrestling, okay, storylines, I can deal with that. But I understand you. This is the age of the internet. You got social media. You got YouTube. People having podcasts. What's up, Martian? You have everyone putting out in, on the internet their opinion about the product. You know what? I'll give you my quick, honest assessment of the WWE right now. It's a great product. It has a great roster. Filled with plenty of good talent. It's undeniable. Probably the best in history of professional wrestling. They have a great product and they have the ability to put out it. A good weekly episode every week. But you also got to think about the culture. That no one tends to think about. Is that you got to watch what you say. Watch what you do. Because look what happened last night. People were giving Rusev shit because of his promo when he said he would feast on someone. People were jumping on about cannibalism and putting it on with that guy that died over in that um, island. With that tribe that's been there for thousands of years. It's just like anything is said, anything is done, they try to pick it apart. You see it with the fucking Christmas commercial, uh, Christmas uh, shows. They're picking apart uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, anything else. People are going to take that for account. But this is the one thing I would say that I can be against with WWE. You made a living 20 years ago telling the masses, you know what, go fuck yourself. And you can have that attitude. It won't fucking hurt you. It won't hurt you at all. Because the first group of people, channel, whatever it is, that tells the masses, we hear what you say, fuck off. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Millions, billions they'll make. WWE's got to do that in a way. And I think one day they will. They got to stop. And it's not even political. It's just social. Stop folding the social justice warriors, basically. But I do understand this, like, as far as, like, I like the product. I enjoy the product. And again, we try to stay positive on the show. I'll tell you, but we're going to be kind of very critical of Raw. There's some things they could have hit better. But at the end of the day, guess what I'm going to do next week? Go to watch it. You know why? Because I still enjoyed the product. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed SmackDown. I enjoyed 205 Live. Unlike Mad Griffin D. Shep, I enjoy NXT and I enjoy NXT UK. When I could catch it because there's a lot of wrestling to watch on an average week. But someone in chat has an opinion on that. Gedim Jones says, I am on Woodside with this one simply because he said people complaining about wrestling, not people complaining about WWE. Exactly. They're complaining about the wrestling matches. I, I, I get with that. Yeah, I, that's might have something I overthought there. Um, I'm sure they're talking about the storylines and all that too. But there is good wrestling. 
There's great wrestling on SmackDown, great wrestling on NXT and NXT UK, 205 Live. It may not be your style. But one thing we got to say, we have accepted the fact that Raw is more of an entertainment show than a professional wrestling show. That's why you have these other shows, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, and of course SmackDown is considered that. That's what people do have to understand. But I would never criticize their people's ability in the ring. As far as like, oh, they, this was a sucky match. There might be some like, it may be a good match, but as far as the psychology, telling a story, may have not hit. But dude, it was still an entertaining match. You could say that. It's a good, a fair assessment of the match. But you know how everyone is on social media today. People just want to shit on everything. All right, they're just angry. People just, they get off on being angry. And you got these same people that want to get off on criticizing WWE. Because here's the funny part. If you had the same type of program on Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW when they come around, if they do, or any other promotion, New Japan, AAA, you name it. If they run that same fucking program, they will praise it. It's something about WWE because it's the mainstream. It's against the man. Come on, man. Just the one thing I'll say about Woods, people can have an opinion. We do try to give an honest assessment. Now, if you mean in everyone, I'll defend us and say, hey, we're fair. And we do understand the sacrifices. And trust me, I do. I may not have had a professional match, but believe it or not, and that, this is a true story. When I was in high school, I had a senior project. And our senior project was something that we wanted to do for a living. We had a job shadow. And I went to, now I don't know if anyone heard of this promotion, Combat Zone Wrestling. I went to John uh, Danzig, Zandig, sorry. And he was head of the wrestling school. And I got the job shadow on. At the time, he was one of the main guys for ZCW. And I got the job shadow, put up the ring together. But the most importantly, I had to sign a waiver. Thank God I was over a team when I was able to do this. Is that I actually got to take wrestling. I was in wrestling school basically for free. And I actually, now, here's the little thing. This is, I guess, my claim of fame. Is the fact I actually got to be in the same class technically as the former Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion, the Briscoes. At the time, they were 16 and 17. They were under 18 at the time. And the academy was over in Jersey, so they were able to wrestle in professional matches in Jersey and Delaware. They weren't able to do it if they were to go to the ECW arena or anywhere else in Pennsylvania because it wasn't allowed. Um, so I know what it's like because I've taken a bumps. And I would go to, sad point is, my senior project was during the spring. And during that time, I was taking those bumps and then I would have to play baseball the next day. Imagine playing, <laughs> swinging at a fastball when you were taking bumps the night before. It was a little rough, but got through it. I got through it, didn't complain, and I still worked well on top of that. So in a way, I got to see what it was like to be a fan. So I do understand. I've been there. Never really had a professional match, but I trained. I job shadowed. I saw what it was like behind the scenes. I put the win together. I did everything I could. Um, along with the front. I'm so, I, I should say I partnered with someone on this one because our senior pro, uh, our project, we did a visual presentation, our visual presentation after the 
you know, oral where we talked about it is that we took our class up to the gymnasium and we had a mat on the ground and we showed them basic holds and put on like a little mini match for them. That was a visual. Um, so I do understand. So, uh, Martian 19 says, wouldn't it be nice to have better wrestling? You'll probably have that with other promotions. It, it, I mean, you kind of see it. I think NWA is going to go back to its roots, roots with that. Then you're going to see um, other programs. Maybe Impact. You kind of see that in a way, too. It is a different era in wrestling. And now get him, Jones, and we'll, and we'll close this out. I don't mind you all bashing WWE because you do a podcast on it, and people come here to hear your opinions on it. But the people who just bash it because everyone else is bashing it gets annoying. It has basically been the same formula for years, so we know what to expect. If it is not what you don't, not for you, don't watch it. There are plenty of promotions begging for attention. Exactly. Good. That's a good point. I agree. Again, there may be some things that we just say, this show's a stinker. And they have been. And then in the very next week, we're like, wow, what a show. I mean, they missed opportunities the week before, but man, they knocked it out of the park this week. At the end of the day, I'm still watching it with excitement the way I did when I was six years old, watching fucking Demolition facing the Heart Foundation in the Spectrum SummerSlam 1990. One of my favorite matches as a kid. That same excitement I had then, I have now. Every, uh, let's be honest, Tuesday morning because I actually work when the show is live. So Tuesday morning, <laughs> I watch it with the same excitement. Same thing Wednesday morning with SmackDown and Thursday morning with NXT. I'm a fan of wrestling. And I watch all the promotions. I watch Impact Wrestling Friday mornings. I'll watch MLW Sunday mornings or Monday, depending how busy I am on Sunday. I watch all these promotions. I enjoy them all. There's something I like more about the other. Some of them are kind of the same as far as the presentation. And I'll tell you one thing. The one thing I would say that's very critical with WWE, and, this, and I'll end this. Micromanagement. That's my only big thing I hate. D-Nice, welcome. Awesome. Welcome, buddy. My only thing, of course, if you guys want to come in, if you want to chat, here we go. There's the Discord server. You could come in. Um, It's going to take you to the green room. And, of course, I could bring you into the other room. And you could chat with me about anything I've covered today. I covered, of course, the passing of the Dynamite My Kid. Uh, we talked about uh, Shane Strickland. Uh, more than likely going to WWE. And I talked about the XFL and the eight cities. Uh, they're going to be hosting. Two O cities and their stadiums. Um, anything you want to chat about, uh, I'll pull you in and we'll talk about it. If it's something I'm not familiar with, you get enlightened me and we'll chat about it. Um, so going back to what I was saying and then I'll finish it off. Micromanagement is the one thing I don't like. Allow them to express themselves because at the end of the day, I know they're a television show on Raw. <clears throat> but if you other promo- other shows like 205 Live and all, the rest of them, aren't really like entertainment shows or more professional wrestling. Allow these guys then to not be micromanaged. Allow them to express themselves any way they can. They get over on the crowd, get heat from the crowd, get loved by the crowd. What Daniel Bryan did at the end of a show is what should be done by every wrestler on their own. Also thinking the guidelines, here's the thing. I understand you got to think within the guidelines with the FCC when they go over to Fox. And of course, you know, the pressure to advertisers 
and uh, social, you know, justice warriors. If they know the guidelines, allow them to do it within those guidelines. And if they fail, if they fail and screw up, and then you punish them any way you can. Uh, D Nice says Raw was bad this week. SmackDown was great. Well, I'll tell you there were some good things about Raw, and we'll talk about it on Saturday, Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Twitch.tv, Mixer, and YouTube. Let's see if there's anyone in here. Oh no. Okay. So in a nutshell, to the conclusion of this episode. And if you guys still want to come in, I'll I'll uh, end the show, but I'll I'll keep it live. I'll stop the recording, and we can chat <clears throat> for the hell of it. Um, at the end, we talk about criticizing product, and someone said that if you don't like it, you go tell the promotions. Yeah, that's the beauty part. Of having all these promotions. Because if you don't like this one, you got that one. Competition is key. And just like Vince says, he wants to be competitive with the NFL. You just got to be competition with wrestling because it brings out the best in everyone else. They want to try more to expand the product. Try harder to be the better brand or better promotion. But at the end of the day, just enjoy it. Enjoy something that may not be here 20 years from now. Enjoy the wrestlers that are here now that you may never see again. You may never see another Ricochet. You may never see another AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. Enjoy the product. Thank you for tuning in today. I will stay live, but I'm going to end the recording. So if you want to chill in there for a few again thank you for tuning in um i'll be doing another episode tomorrow i will put this on soundcloud itunes and stitcher later on thank you for tuning in and of course if you're watching this on mixer youtube or even twitch later on make sure you give that follow and if you're on youtube hit that like button and make sure you subscribe i'm out of here ladies and gentlemen as far as the recording of the show <laughs> we'll see you Next time, I'm going to go home wrestling daily. Bye-bye.